0: everybody and welcome to hello rello now the theme of our podcast is really quite simple we focus on building real estate expertise if you want to create and maintain a thriving real estate business then this is the place for you the host of our podcast is john howey he's the director of real estate and mortgage for rello joining john on today's episode is matthew mchugh Matt is a real estate lawyer from Lethbridge and he's here to discuss the role of lawyers in the Alberta real estate transactions. And as we always do, we like to kind of check in with that person and get a little background on themselves before we get started.
1: Well, I guess I've been in real estate for uh, 15 years uh, and I came from customer service uh, in the restaurant business, which I think a lot of realtors actually do. And uh, so I got out of the restaurant business and kind of a fluke on how I got, I was with REMAX in the relocation division through a headhunter and then we closed down and I became a realtor after that. So it's been uh, 15 plus years and, uh, yeah, my wife helps me out now. I've got two girls and we live just on the south edge of Calgary. That's about me in a nutshell. It's
2: hmm. pretty exciting. Tell us a little bit about your real estate business. Tell us a bit about your practice. Tell us a bit about your, your hidden gems in Calgary, your favorite places and that type of thing. Hmm.
1: Um, well, I don't like to kind of uh, shoehorn myself into uh, one area. Uh, even though we live on the very, very south edge, edge of Calgary, I always tell clients and people that uh, I meet, I always, I, my, my, uh, my big, big thing is to work by referral. Uh-huh. So it doesn't matter if you have a $200,000 condo downtown, a $2 million property on, outside of Calgary and Springbank. Uh, I, I always tell people that I work, you know, anywhere an hour outside of Calgary, I'm comfortable there. So, um, and I think when you, when you have that mentality, then you're not worried about, okay, if I'm starting, I only sell condos. I think a lot of realtors do that. Or if I'm starting, I only help buyers, but I think you've got to look at it like it's, it's, uh, you work by referral. So you don't know when they're coming or, or what you're selling or who you're helping, but you just kind of help all your databases, friends and family. And that's kind of the way I've always worked. <laughs>
2: That's great. You know, this Hello Rolla podcast is geared towards new professionals, people coming into the, the industry and that type of thing. And it's uh, one of the biggest challenges I think the new professionals face is getting to the point where they get those referrals. So back when you were sort of cutting your teeth in the industry, what were some of the things that you did to try and build up your your clients, build up your presence in the world? How did you get the word out there?
1: Right. So I think when you're starting, uh, you've got to be hungry. Most are. Um, and I think you've got to, you know, you kind of got to drop everything and go to listing appointments, show people, whatever it takes when you're starting. Um, so I think you've got to get that. A lot of people think they also need a database that's, you know, a thousand or two thousand people. Mine's consistently been 300 to 350. So you kind of work with the people, some, some leave and some come on every year. But I think if you treat those small group with you know um, you know phone calls and texts and and just touch base with everybody um, that that will come. But at the start, I think you've got to get the people lined up and 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 just jump at everything. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 not only that, just ju- not just jump at everything, but you've got to be uh, consistently professional. Is kind of the way I put it. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's a lot of little simple things, but uh, showing up dressed properly, you know, it sounds really silly, but wash, you know, have your car washed, have your, you know, suit on, have your be on time, which is huge um, and be organized. And uh, so you've got to just kind of jump at everything. You've got to let all your friends and family know, start with a small core. And it'll it'll grow from that with some hard work.
2: Ah, excellent. I think we need to stop talking about real estate for a second because Bryn is fascinated by the fact that you're an Oilers fan. Nobody in Calgary, Calgary's an Oilers fan, are they? Yes. yeah. <laughs> born born and raised in Calgary, and one of the one of the. Uh,
1: well, there's still lots of Oilers fans down here, but uh, how can you not be an Oilers fan when you're uh, live in the Gretzky uh, era and and all that? So yeah. he was he was my idol and. I've got his signed jersey up here. You can't see it, but... Uh, <laughs>
2: we can actually, yeah, we can see in. the stuff behind you. It's like, yeah, that's Oilers, that's Oilers, that's yeah. Oilers. <laughs> yeah, I've still got I've still got some of my penguins
1: from Earl's when I worked there. Oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, big Oilers, big Oilers fan in Calgary.
2: Yeah, I think I actually have a parrot from Earl's too, but we won't talk about how uh, I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think most people do. Yeah. <laughs> that's good hey what did you what was some of the learnings that you got from working in customer service in the restaurant industry that actually applies to real estate
1: i think well i i think a lot of it is you're i, I think you're kind of born with it or that's maybe the path that that you take i remember getting out of high school and you know, everybody you're not really sure what you want to do and i i went to sate and then i i started with earls and they had a really good training program and um, I just really liked, you know, helping people, laughing with people and all that. So, real estate is kind of, you know, and, you'd, and and the good thing about that is that you'd work hard for your tip. So, you were kind of a mini entrepreneur, I guess, is the way to put it. Um, and the sky was the limit kind of to a, to a degree with, with serving or bartending or whatever you were doing. But re, uh, real estate is kind of like it's just kind of how funny how life unfolds, but it, it kind of um, it's, it's almost like that you're helping people uh, your commission, I guess you can look at it like your tip. Um, Although people don't have an option to choose 10, 20, 30, 40, 60%. I don't know. 60%.
2: uh...
1: I'm not going for dinner with you. (laughs) But, uh, but so, so it's kind of, it's kind of like that, you know, you're helping people in a different way. It's one of their biggest investments. Um, and at the end of the day, that's, I guess why most of us do it, um, is, you know, when you hand the keys off to them and they've got their new house or, um, you sell their house and, and, uh, and get them a good dollar for it. And they're really happy and they can move on, uh, with where they're going next. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of been that natural progression. It's, I've done different things, but I guess. The underlying has always been customer service, in a way, and I think you're, I think you're partially born with that, and and just kind of that, that that thing in your stomach that just
2: wants you to to help people. I guess. Okay, that's that's kind of neat. Can you maybe tell us about uh, somebody that you helped find a house, or that was a really satisfying experience for you, and what you got out of it, why it was special? Um, this is where he says they're all special. Yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> you read my mind. Um,
1: yeah, geez, that's that's a tough one. I mean, first-time home buyers are always awesome to mm-hmm. you know when you on the buying end. Mm-hmm. Uh, first-time home buyers, it's you know they're so new and and they've got a lot to learn, and I love educating them um, as we go along the way. And then when you find that perfect house. Um, you know, and they bring their family and you you give them the keys. I mean, that's, that's a pretty awesome experience. Uh, Uh, or even the, you know, the family that's worked hard and now they're buying kind of their dream forever house. And, uh, and, and you can see that they've worked hard and, and, and they've, you know, they've kind of started with an apartment and maybe now they're in a nice big single family house or something like that. That's always a pleasure too. But to have one, one kind of experience, um, no, that's right. I think the answer you gave was great. <laughs> I think you put, you put the nail on the air, the, you put the, put the icing on the cake when you said everybody's special.
2: Well, of course they are. <laughs> and I think that you have to treat everybody like they're special if you're going to be successful. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of neat. You know, you mentioned that you worked with your wife. I wonder if you could take a couple seconds and talk about the other people who are kind of on your team when you're in the selling process and who you sort of rely on and what value they add to the whole, yeah. to the whole transaction.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. You've got to have, um, you know, if, if you want to be successful and you want to be kind of the best in the business, I think then you've got to choose, you've got to align yourself with that. So, um, our situation worked out good where I was doing everything and as I got busier and our kids got a little older and independent, uh, my wife, was able to start small and and work into a, definitely a bigger role. She's a little, probably if you asked her a little overwhelmed right now, (laughs) but, uh, but uh, so it works good. And obviously I'm set up here in my home office. I think we're much more efficient that way. Um, But to each his own, I mean, some people work better in in the office uh, at the brokerage, but um, I think you've got with it when it comes to that. So uh, she's actually my photographer now. And uh, so, you know, I didn't just kind of hand her a camera and say, okay, you're my photographer right now. We spent about a year uh, doing both. So I, I had my photographer that I used and her take pictures of every single property until she got to a level where she was as good or better uh, than my photographer. When it comes to lawyers, you know, I, I use a guy that I actually can call on evenings and weekends and, and you know, at any time. And he's great that way. Um, and he does a great job, and and I get feedback from my clients too. I don't uh, I don't just kind of keep using him because he's a friend of mine or whatever. I just I you know if my clients are not happy with him, then maybe I've got to look at other avenues. But uh, you know whether it's him, uh, I've got a couple home inspectors that are tried, tested, and true. One of them I've actually been using for since I started 15 years ago, and then I've got another guy as well. Um, when and measuring companies, same thing so i think as you you know get busier your your time uh it becomes more valuable and so you've you've definitely got to align yourself uh with good people and mm-hmm. the, you know paying them offsets you doing it and, and uh that frees up your time as as you go forward so mm,
2: that's good good team very valuable uh, one of the things in our conversations before you talked about the home stager that you use and had some experience, I had some experience with her. Can you talk about ways that people might be able to u- utilize somebody like a home stager to help facilitate the deal?
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know it, it, it that's probably overlooked a lot of times. People think, okay, I'm going to sell my house, and you know they kind of look at the pricing and they look at other things. But really, if I can get clients, you know, it's a lot of work on their part, but if I can, I hire uh, a gal um, who's got her interior design and she goes over to the house well in advance, sometimes three, four months in advance, sometimes a week, um, depending on how, be careful here, how cluttered the house is. Um, <laughs> but uh, so she goes over and, you know, it, it, you know, that is super valuable because if the house looks like a show home, um, just like selling anything, a car, anything. Um, if it looks a hundred percent, uh, people want that, you know, it's, it's like, I I tell my clients go to a show home, not like you're buying it, but look at it like this is how our house should look when we go on the market. So once they, once they realize that, so that's a huge important, uh, step often overlooked, especially with the market, the way it is right now, it's moving very well. Um, there's corners being cut. I see out there and people are just kind of vacuuming and putting the sign up Hmm. and you might sell it, but are you really getting maximum dollar for it? So I think you've got to take the home inside, outside garage, furnace room, everything, and just make sure that home is, you know, 100% pristine because that's what
2: people want. Yep last time I had an experience with the home stager, she told me I needed to scrub the hot water heater and the furnace to make sure that they are spotless. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am.
1: Yes, you did. And uh, you know what? And that's, you know, that's, I tell people it's funny, but you want your furnace room uh, as clean as your kitchen because people associate the furnace room with the brains of the operation. And if it's not kind of spick and span, then, you know, so it's kind of like this time of year, uh, when the snow's melting, you know, a lot of people just focus on the inside and they kind of forget about all the stuff that the snow's uncovering as it's melting. Um, stuff that was left out from the spring. So, um, the real serious buyer that's going to buy your house, they're going to go through every cupboard usually, and and furnace room, and you know, everywhere, outside, inside. So the the better you can have it, the probably the quicker I always tell people the quicker it might sell and maybe for more
2: money. Mm-hmm. Good. Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, the Hello podcast is really about competencies and things that new agents can do, things that new realtors can do. Is there one specific skill that you needed to improve when you first started doing this? Is there something you had to practice to get better?
1: Oh, uh, that's a good question too. um, I mean, a lot of people worry about kind of the, the, there's the paperwork side of it, which that's, that I would say for that, definitely lean on your broker uh, or, f, you know, I found having a mentor, sounds like a cliche, but I remember when I was, I was with a small brokerage before joining REMAX and they, um, you know, we didn't have a didn't really see anybody and it was kind of, you know, not, not, not a great, not a great scenario. Although I could lean on my broker at that time for paperwork or questions and all that. Uh, but then when I joined Remax, then, you know, I started riding around with guys when we'd go on house tours and things like that. And it's funny how your contacts changed about, you know, you going, going, doing a certain amount of business. And now you're hearing, you know, the top producers in the office and what they're doing Um and that really changes your, your kind of outlook on everything. So I would say, yeah, find, find a mentor, uh, take somebody for lunch. Uh, I remember I did that, uh, a couple guys that I knew that were in the business, you know, choose, choose people that you align with, you know, like, you know, good people that, that you, you kind of look, look up to obviously, and, you know, buy them lunch, take them out, ask a ton of questions. Um, and, and I've even had, uh, actually somebody when well, my cousin up in Edmonton, he just came down and shadowed me for four days. Hmm. So he got a true kind of experience of, so I guess I'm kind of put in that role now, but yeah, find a mentor, um, take some classes. Some, you know, will cost you money. Um, and they, and they maybe don't kind of do it for you. Um, not every class is going to be right up your alley and align with your values. But, uh, but find one that works. Um, I, I remember when I started, I took, uh, uh, Brian Buffini, uh, Is he's a big, uh, real estate, uh, teacher and you, you, know, so I, I took that early in my career and it's one of the most valuable things that I could have ever done. It, uh, I still, again, that work by referral, that's where I got that. And that's, you know, still where I kind of draw a lot of my, um, marketing and, and, and things like that from that
2: you know for a guy like me who works in training nothing warms my heart more than to hear about somebody who had a really good training experience that has lasted and it's still impactful years and years later
1: yeah 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 and that and that's yeah exactly and you know there's a million courses out there so a lot of people invest a lot of money into it. And like I said, some's going to work for them. Uh, Others won't, everybody's different. So, um, but yeah, things like that. Uh, There's been a few things along the way, Um, whether it's rich dad, poor dad with Robert Kiyosaki or, or Buffini or there's Tom Ferry, I think is, is the other guy who does a lot of, but you know, whatever it is kind of, you don't need to do everything, but even just go to one of those and, take take a few things away that you know and just take a few things away and do them well I guess is you hear that a lot and I, I think that's true
2: okay that's excellent you know one of the questions in these podcasts that I've been asking of people is um if somebody like a family member came to you and asked what's the most important tip for real estate or something like that or what's something I should look out for what might that be it sounds like you've just done that with your cousin what kind of things did you tell him
1: Oh, well, lots. Um, I, I think just, you know, it's again, it sounds kind of simple, but I think just doing the basics, right. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, investing money into a wardrobe, uh, dressing the part. There's nothing I love better than when a realtor is showing a house and he or she comes out of it and they have shorts, a golf shirt, um, uh, you know, and I'm, and I'm bringing my clients in and I have, I usually wear a suit every day. Uh, I have a suit on and my car is clean and, you know, I've got my feature sheets, I'm ready to go. So it's, it's doing a lot of the very simple basics, just very consistently. Cause that's what, you know, that's essentially what people, they're, they're paying you a lot of money. They're hiring you. And, uh, and I think sometimes a lot of people take it a little too, uh, loose, you know, like I'm working for myself. I'm a realtor. I can show up after golf and, you know, um, I always joke and say I probably on one hand shown houses without a suit on. So it's just kind of like being consistent, um, always being available. Um, and, and just one of the biggest things is, I mean, we get hired a lot based on trust. So just being honest all the time, um, you know, getting back to people quickly, um, just, just being that consistent person, because if if you do a good job for that person and you get back to them right away and you've, you're knowledgeable and, and, and they can count on your consistency, then chances are when their friend coworker family member needs to buy or sell something, they'll say, Hey, you know what? Call, mike or whoever and uh he does a great job and they're happy with
2: you Hmm. so that's excellent okay hopefully that answers it it does i'm taking a look at the clock here and just giving you a warning that there may be a fire alarm in the background they're doing some fire alarm (laughs) testing here today while we're doing podcasts so if i jump up and i look i'm scared all of a sudden it's not you (laughs) so do i have to leave my house too then well is there a fire No. (laughs) Okay. Then you're probably okay. All right. So the final question is a two-part question. So what's, what do you think is the worst part of the job and what's the best part of the job?
1: Ooh, good one. Um, worst part of the job, um, Hmm. Gotta be careful here. I think (laughs) the worst part of the job is probably the hours that we do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's, there's lots of times where, um, you know, you've got clients, for example, last night, I uh, get a text at eight o'clock saying, hey, we've had a busy day. I know we we're supposed to talk at five. Can we speak tonight at 930? Hmm. So whatever I was doing, come down to the, the bat cave here and get on speakerphone, get in front of my computer and hmm. talk about the, the listing that I've got coming up, um, just you know, where pricing should be. And, Uh and, and it's usually not, you know, five or 10 minutes that conversation was took me till probably 11 Uh o'clock. So the time is you have to manage your time, uh, especially if you have, you know, friends, family um, you've got to kind of a realtor actually years ago gave me a great piece of advice. He said, um, if you don't manage your time, nobody else will. Uh And so he urged, uh, he took Sundays off, um, which I try to do. It's difficult in the springtime, but that's one thing that, uh, you know, you, you probably the worst part of the job is just the hours that we keep. And uh, sometimes it gets a little hectic, but then I think you've got to find ways to manage that by hiring things out or hiring people or, or
2: we were talking to another uh, another realtor earlier and he was saying he might make two bucks an hour if he t- took the actual, if you broke it down to all the time and everything he does, it's it's not that much because it's a lot of work. That's a good point. I think
1: a lot of realtors, when they start, you know, they they kind of think, you know, and, and it depends on your level of, um, of, of, you know, busyness or whatever. I don't know if that's a word, but, um, but if, if, you know, a lot of people think, you know, when you start, You could be eight hour days, but really, especially this time of year in the spring and and once you get to a certain level, yeah, you could easily be. um, There's been some 16 hour days pulled for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, again, it's just, you know, that's not all the time, but you've got to manage that. And I think that's probably
2: one of the toughest parts of the job for sure. That's excellent. What about the best part of the job? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Uh, again, I, like I said, I've, I've been in customer
1: service all my life. So I'm a I, I, bit of a people pleaser. So, um, which goes along with that time. Like I hate to say no to people. So can you talk at nine o'clock? Can you show me this listing at eight 30 tonight? Can
2: you go on a podcast tomorrow at 11? <laughs>
1: can you go on a, <laughs> of course I can 11 o'clock. Perfect. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I mean, it, uh, it pains me to say no to people and I guess, Um, that, that's kind of why a lot of realtors that are successful, um, have that mentality. Um, but I, I, think, yeah, just overall helping people. It's, it's, I mean, if you're successful, yes, the money is, is there and it's good, but that's not what gets me out of bed in the morning. Um, I'm also competitive. So I like to, you know, we've got 80 realtors in our office, um, I will slip in that I was number one last year. Finally, uh, but I'm I, I I like to I'm competitive, so if I'm you know I like to keep know where I'm at at all times and, and try to try to be number one. So that's part of it. But I think just again, when you hand someone the keys, when you get a sale on their house, I'm actually heading down to uh, an, an older lady's place today to give her a gift basket and say, thank you. And it's, I've known her for my whole life. Actually, I was friends with, with her grandson, uh, down in high river. And, uh, so it was a big honor to, for them, the family to choose me, to sell their home. And so, and we did the job and, and, uh, so I'm going to take her a gift basket today. And that's, you know, that, that's probably the highlight of my day today. Um, aside from
2: everything else that I do. So. Hmm. That's fantastic, Mr. Newman. So I mean, really, aside from the podcast. Well, that's, absolutely. That's, First and foremost, this is the highlight of my day for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. It's been lots of fun. I appreciate you coming on our Hello Rello podcast. Yes, thanks.
0: Anytime. Well, that's it for today's episode. Now, don't forget to check out our website for some helpful information. The address could not be simpler. It is relo.ca. That's R-E-L-O dot C-A. And also... Don't forget to check us out on your favorite podcast site either. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, plus the many others that are out there. Just uh, simply click on our RSS feed, and then every time we drop a new podcast, it gets delivered right to your device. It couldn't be any easier than that. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to Hello Rello, and have a great day.